Hello and welcome to the Messages and Methods Livecast Life 2.0 Livestream Podcast, hosted by Encore Entrepreneurs, Shelly Carney and Toby Eunice. We inspire excitement for content creation and marketing your brand and business while answering all your technology and digital marketing questions. Join us as we interview experts who share their knowledge and experience to provide actionable tips to land more clients, nurture leads, and position yourself as an expert in your industry. Chat with Shelly and Toby live every Wednesday on YouTube or Facebook. So what are we going to talk about today, boss? We'll put the slides up and then you'll know. (laughs) We're going to talk about the content creator foundational habits as a part of the live cast lifestyle. Many of which we actually stick to. Mm, Yes. So why do we create content? We create content to increase our online visibility, uh, to connect with our audience, to establish credibility, to build trust, and to grow our business and create more opportunities for more uh, collaboration, more business, more money, more visibility, more larger community, all of that. Um, uh, We do it. We also do it to have fun because we have a lot of fun doing this, no matter how hard it seems sometimes, and to spend time with one another. Uh, Because one of the things about any partnership is that the more opportunities you get time to spend with that partner is not only good, healthy, mental, and emotional time, it's also productive time. Uh, So one of the reasons to establish these habits that result in creating content is so that you can spend time doing the things that make you feel emotionally and mentally healthy. And that's the impact it has on me. And I'm sure to some extent it has that uh, impact on Shelly as well. That's right. What gets in the way of creating content are obstacles such as our health, uh, the health of ourselves and our family members. Sometimes, uh, for instance, my partner, Jen, who we do a show on Thursdays, she's sick this week. She's coughing and we're not going to be able to do a show because you don't want to listen to a bunch of coughing on a podcast. So uh, health is probably the number one thing that can become an obstacle. We have to make sure that we're taking care of our health, uh, you know, staying healthy as we can and getting lots of sleep and eating right and getting exercise and um, being careful about, you know, not getting injured and all of those things come into play because if you're not healthy, you can't put on a show. Uh, and if your family needs you because they're not healthy, they're having injuries or they're in the hospital or they're going through cancer therapies and that sort of thing, then you need to be there for them. So that's comes in a close second to your health. Uh, you might have clients and sporadic work that take, you know, you really have to focus on and get done because you've made promises and uh, you're getting paid for that work. And sometimes that takes priority and gets in the way of doing your regular content creation. And then we have networking and travel. Sometimes we go to conferences or um, we just need to travel for, you know, vacation or to meet up with family members or whatever. And those things can also put our content creation on a back burner. And and what Shelley is not necessarily wants to mention uh and I won't talk a great deal about it, is that in her life, she's experiencing at least three 
uh, of those four with the potential that the fourth is going to be required. And at the same time, she makes a judgment every morning about where she's going to invest her time in that day, whether it is to focus on uh, any of those other things or to produce our Wednesday uh, one o'clock show. Um, I am reminded of a story uh, that happened with my last ex-wife. When one day or one evening, she wanted to sit down and talk about priorities. And she asked me, what are my priorities? And I answered, uh, my health, my income, and my family. And she was a bit upset that I hadn't put the family first. And I explained to her that without my health, I couldn't produce an income. And without an income, I couldn't produce a family. And she said in response... You couldn't produce a family? I couldn't maintain the, the <laughs> integrity and the quality of the family. Yeah. Maintain the quality Pay me of life. if you want my yeah. stud services, <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> and she said she was very disappointed that I hadn't put family first. Uh, and I thought about it, and you, you, there's no reason why you can't put family first with health second and your finances uh, third, uh, if that's that important to you. But I, I felt like what gave me the time to do that, to, to invest in my family, to go spend weekends at soccer games, was the fact that I had good health, and nobody had to worry about it because once the the you know, one member of the family is unhealthy, the whole family has to focus on it. Um, and that uh, that if you didn't have an income, then you couldn't pay for maintaining your health, et cetera, et cetera. But at, at some point, you have to ask yourself, what are your priorities? And uh, because some of those priorities are going to be, become personal obstacles when it comes to creating content. And like I said, Shelly's experiencing some of those, not only personally, but in, even her, as she said, her business partner, uh, can't be on the show tomorrow because she's not, she's, I don't want to say she's not healthy, but she's experiencing a health problem, short-lived, hopefully. Um, and you have to consider that. And then you have to make a judgment as to what you do about it. If Shelly finds out, and we've had these conversations over the last several weeks, that she has to spend a day taking care of Kevin, making sure he gets to his chemotherapy, she does that. And she says, she doesn't say, I'm really sorry, I won't be for the show. No apology needed. The family does come first when it comes to these things, because there's nothing, as much as we love what we do with all of this, there's nothing uh, more important than, uh, than family. And that's how we view it. And then I suppose second is friends, because uh, uh, Jen is not only uh, Shelly's business partner, she's her friend. And you have to take that into consideration as well. So... We love what we do in terms of content production, but we realize there's always going to be obstacles, both personal and professional, that are getting in the way of producing that content, and we're not going to let it not get in the way. I know that sounds like a funny way to say that. So sometimes we get to a point where, you know, you can handle <laughs> what's going on, right? Uh, and then something else comes along, jumps on your plate. And, you know, I already have a full plate, but I'm handling it. And then something else gets on there and then it starts to overflow a little too much, right? So there are times when it gets very difficult to uh, maintain that, that set of habits. So what we really need to do is design a system that is going to be our bare minimums that we feel like, you know, we, we, if we can do these things every week, then we can maintain our content creation, which supports our business. So 
what you want to have in your system is a specific set of actions or tasks. What absolutely must need needs to be done on what day in order for you to, you know, maintain your business. Um, what is within your control, right? You, you can't say, okay, well, you know, I'm going to have 10 people show up on my show today. That's not in my control. I can, sh- I can control me showing up and that's it. Uh, but that's within the system that I show up for my show. And then put into your system, what contributes to your progress towards your goals? Things like, um, if, if I get my LinkedIn, you know, um, if I get my LinkedIn newsletter done on Monday and then I can get some uh, social media posts up, then those things are helping me move towards my goal of getting my show out and connecting with an audience and growing that audience when, because I'm consistent with it. And then it needs to be something that's fun and fulfilling. Well, I do enjoy writing my LinkedIn newsletter. Sometimes it's a challenge, but I'm always satisfied with the final results and it makes me feel fulfilled to have gotten that out every week. So do that for yourself. Design your system that you can stick with, that you have control over, and that is broken down into simple tasks that you know you can accomplish. So here's an interesting statistic for you. Less than 1% of all the people on YouTube actually make a living at being on YouTube. They have two Uh, characteristics that are common to them, aside from the fact that they worked a long time to get to that point. Nobody makes it in the first three YouTubes. Um, Number one, they're consistent about how they produce content, sometimes as much as several times a day. Uh, Number two, they have a methodology uh, that backs up them making that content. It is not, by any stretch of the imagination, serendipitous, although in some cases it's designed to look like it is spur of the moment and serendipitous. It is not. It's part of the plan. It's what produces a livable income for them. And behind all of that is a system that enables them to do that. Can you do that? The answer is everything that you need to do that is available short of you of the application of your creativity, your ideas and your creativity. And just showing up. And showing up because it counts. Huh? So let's talk about some things that are going to help us to keep these things going as a habit uh, through every, every week. And the first one is calendar tasks. I like to use Google Calendar. And one of the things on my Google Calendar that I can do is create a task and then have that task show up on the same day every week. Right. So on Mondays, I do my LinkedIn newsletter. And then on Tuesdays, I do an email newsletter and I schedule shows on StreamYard. So these things are tasks that I do every week. So they appear on my calendar every week and then I can check them off every week. Keeps it simple and it always is there as long as I'm looking at my calendar every Monday through Friday. I can remember that I need to get it done. And if for some reason, like on Friday, sometimes I don't get my blog post up 
and uh, edited and, and put up on Fridays, which that's the day it's scheduled for, but sometimes I'm busy on Fridays, so it doesn't happen till Saturdays. Well, that task carries over until I check it off. So it's one of those things that I have committed to getting done. So as you can see, Monday, I do my LinkedIn newsletter and social media posts. Tuesdays, I schedule shows and email the newsletter. Wednesdays, we do our uh, this show live, and then we do the post-production for the show. Thursdays, I do the show with Jen, uh, Women Conquer Business, live, and I do all the post-production on that, and then I send her the materials to create the blog post and, and the SEO products. And then uh, we do Video Terra live on Thursdays, and Toby takes care of all that post-production. Then Fridays, I edit and post the blog. And like I said, if I don't finish it on Fridays, I'll finish it on Saturday, and I'll still post it before it gets into the new week. So um, that content is produced every week because it's on my calendar. So uh, in addition to putting it on your calendar, you can also share your calendar with others. Shelly shares her calendar with me and vice versa. I'm not as active as she is, but I see that when she's planned something, uh, like these events on Mondays, Tuesday, Mondays through Fridays, uh, it shows up on my calendar. Uh, in addition to that, there are other things that aren't necessarily they're more of a personal nature. For example, I know that uh, Shelly has two phone calls every weekend scheduled with uh, members of her family and a meeting. And because that's on my calendar and I know, and I'll t sometimes I forget not to bother her during that period of time, not to call with some bit of trivia, which I do uh, pretty often, most of it, <laughs> every once in a while I forget. <laughs> to the point that my kids are always like, as soon as the phone rings during one of our calls, they're like, oh, it must be Toby trying <laughs> to get in on the family meeting. On the family meeting. So, uh, so not as only is it important from your perspective to keep you organized, but it helps other people organize around you. Uh, when you can not only put the task in your calendar uh, and schedule it for as far ahead as you need to, but share it with a person so that um, that they know that you're busy during those times, or even more importantly, they have uh, they have the ability to look at that and see ask how they can help. Is there anything I can do to help you to produce? On Tuesdays, the email newsletter, Shelly can't produce it unless I've scheduled the shows and pr produced the thumbnails necessary to do that. Uh, so it enables me to keep track of what I need to do in order to support uh, her. That's right. Partnership. Uh, another habit helper is a consistent work environment. Um, for instance, we have this studio. We always know that when we come into the studio, we're going to be producing work. Uh, I have an office in my house in a spare bedroom. I know when I go in there, it's to do work, you know, read emails and create blog posts and do editing and put things, uh, Canva you know, designs together and put up social media posts. All of those things are work for me. And I know when I go into my office that that work is going to happen. Uh, you want a quiet, comfortable office, something that is not, you know, is conducive to getting your work done. If you need music, you know, have that available. If you need uh, something, you know, that you use a lot, notebooks, pens, Whatever it is you need, make sure it's in your office. Uh, keep it clean and uncluttered so that when you walk in, you're ready to get to work rather than, oh, I better just start cleaning and putting things off. Uh, 
you want everything in good repair. You know, if you have a broken monitor, get rid of it, replace it or repair it. Make sure that everything in your office is usable um, and that you have all the supplies that you need so that you're not breaking away in the middle of uh, a project to get more supplies or because something is broken that you can't finish it. And then boundaries is the last thing on the list. Um, boundaries refers to, do you have a door? Do people know when you're on your office that, um, you know, you need that quiet time to work on your projects and they shouldn't be interrupting you unless it's really important, uh, you know, urgent things. Um, have those boundaries established with your family members or anybody who lives in your house with you, whether that's a pet or a grandkids or your spouse, whoever it is that you might have wandering around the house, make sure they follow your boundaries. So I have the benefit of not living with anyone else. So I don't have the problem of boundaries. But uh, as many of you know, I'm a news junkie. The news device is in that room over there. And I know that when I leave that room and I come into this one, it's not to watch the news. It's to work. Uh, it's to focus on the things that need to be done in order to produce our content. Uh, and it can come in a variety of ways. And this desk, if you will, is set up for a work environment. The pens are there. The keyboard is here. The roadcaster is there. The, uh, the mouse is here. And it gives you the ability to focus. Once I switch that light on uh, over behind me, even when I'm not doing the studio lights, uh, turning on the studio lights, I know that in this space, is dedicated to work. And that might be uh, nine o'clock in the morning, or it may be at midnight. I know when I come in here, it's to produce, to produce something. When we're in here together, that producing something is usually a show. Although there are times before and after our shows that we're working on other uh, types of content production uh, that doesn't require the production of a show. So it just is a good environment to be in because it sets the tone for why I'm in uh, this room. And as Shelly said, she set up a similar space in her house. That's right. Another habit helper is if you enjoy it, you're going to want to do it regularly, right? So you should be doing things that are easy for you. If it's not easy for you, if it's really hard, if you just can't get over the hurdle of getting that work done because you don't like it and it's not easy, then maybe you need to rethink that particular task, give it to somebody else to do, or see if it's something that actually really needs to be done by you. And if it can be delegated, then delegate it. Uh, next, you want to look at things that are <clears throat> creative, creatively fulfilling. And that's like my LinkedIn newsletter or blog post. I enjoy producing that content. I enjoy putting slides together. I enjoy those things and I work on them because I enjoy them, right? I work on them longer and put a lot of thought into them because they're fulfilling for me. Uh, once you've done something regularly, you have templates, uh, like on Canva, you might have a template that you use for your thumbnails or social media posts, and you use it over and over again. That's going to speed up your work. Uh, you might, if you do slides like we do, just take last week's presentation, make a copy of it, and then change the copy. That provides a template that makes it faster for me. I don't have to redesign everything on, every time. Those things will help 
uh, to make your habit more enjoyable. Um, then I work on extras if there's time. I like to make audiograms, but sometimes I don't have time to make audiograms that week. But I'll do them if I have the extra time. And then automate when possible. So after I've made social media posts or audiograms, then I have automation applications that I can put my social media posts up into to have them come out at certain times that I can choose. And that helps me to speed up that process and uh, set it and forget it for the rest of the week. So I only do social media posts on Monday, for instance, and then I don't have to worry about it until the next Monday um, because it's automated. So these things can really help you to keep that habit going because it's easy, it's enjoyable, it's fulfilling, and it's automated. And uh, I want to address a couple of things that Shelly mentioned in terms of using templates and automation. I'm going to show you uh, three subscriptions we have. Uh, these subscriptions range, range from a low of 15 or $5 a month to a high of $30 a month. But for the amount of time they save us, it's just amazing. This subscription is to solo.to that enables me to maintain a website uh, uh, for information about me, uh, I own tunis.com. And so I use it and I point it to this and I don't have to build it. I just simply have to point to the content that I want it uh, to uh, promote on, on this page. And if anybody wants to know about me, I can put down tunis.com and they can find pretty much everything that they need to do. This is uh, PodPage and PodPage, uh, once you set it up, enables you not only to add a number of pages if you want, all kind of pre-designed, uh, but it automatically populates uh, information and content for you. Uh, uh, so at the end of today's show, PodPage will take today's show and it will add it to our podcast list and to our live stream list. Uh, PodPage costs us $20, $20 a month. But again, in terms of the numbers of hours it would take to design and uh, populate this website every week, uh, $20 a month is not at all expensive. And then the last one I wanted to show you is one that Shelly mentioned, and that's Canva. There's kind of a, two ways to design some of the content that we need uh, when it comes to imagery. One is to open your Photoshop or your Illustrator application and do it on there. Another is to open up Canva and keep a project for your thumbnails and let it build your thumbnails for you, uh, including thumbnails that can be automated. And all you have to do is populate it each week with what you're doing. And for the number of shows that we produce, each requiring a different thumbnail, it's important for us to have that kind of uh, capability. So those are just, and it costs us $12 a month. So, or 15, $15 a month. So if you look at it's it 12, in terms of uh, 12, uh, if you look at it in terms of the numbers, uh, number of hours each of those tools saves us every month, it's crazy not to do it. And that's why I think it's uh, so so useful and such a good idea, as Shelley mentioned. Okay. And the last habit helper I'm going to discuss is tracking your progress. And uh, when you have a checklist, like I do, like I said, you can check things off each time it's done, then it goes away and you can focus on the next thing. And that's nice to have those checklists so that you don't forget the steps that you need to take in order to get things done. Like Toby said, when I do an email newsletter, I need to have certain things from him 
And if I don't have to remind him and he just gets it done, then that saves me, you know, having that extra conversation. If he's just like, he schedules the shows, he gets me the pictures, he knows every Tuesday I put out the email newsletter with that information. So he gets it done and he sends it to me. And uh, he has his own checklist. And then uh, to track your progress, you should have specific things that you have control over that you can track. So numbers, how many um, newsletters did I put out this month? How many, um, you know, uh, for instance, how many newsletters I put out? How many blogs I put out? How many videos did I put out? How many podcasts did I put out? What, how long is each podcast? Um, what date did I put it out? And then you can look back at the month and see your, how much your portfolio has grown. And then that's the thing you have control over. And then you can see what effect it had on your analytics. Um, your analytics tell you what's happening out there in the world because of the things that you're doing to create and distribute your content. The analytics show you who's showing up, how much of your videos they're watching, um, who they are and demographics such as are they female or male or are they in the United States or, or in another country or uh, what age group are they? And they'll tell you that kind of information. They'll also tell you, you know, you had this many new subscribers and they subscribed because of this video. So you can say, well, that's the kind of video my audience likes. I'll make more of that. So your analytics are there to help you to be a better creator who is more focused on creating that content that audience responds to best. I was going to, I was going to share something with them, but I just realized there's some information up here that I don't particularly want to share. So one of the so things don't show that, it, just talk, it, tell it because the podcast people get. Event, right. Let's see. I want to go here. Here. All right. There you go. So one of the things, I can't do it. So one of the things that Shelly mentioned was checklists. And we do a show on Thursdays. That's our Amazon live stream. And it requires a little bit more effort. And I realized it didn't fit with our other checklists because there's other things that we have to do with it. And so this last week as I was setting it up, I opened my notebook and I made a list of the activities that I was going uh, through in order to produce this uh, particular live stream for us on Amazon Live. I'll take that, I'll put it into a Google Doc and I'll share that Google Doc with Shelly so that if for some reason or the other, Shelly ever had to do that show herself, she would know exactly what she needs to do in order to get it uh, produced. So checklists and the idea that you need checklists are an important part of uh, sustaining your consistency in uh, production. The other thing that I, I wanted to mention was analytics. Uh, our two most used platforms are YouTube and Anchor FM. Uh, and both of them, especially YouTube, because it's had so long to, to develop them, produce a healthy set of analytics on each of your live streams. Um, as well as the videos that you've done. And you can go at any time and find out information that helps you not only produce better content, but schedule when that content should be appearing. 
uh, because it actually it provides that kind of information. Something like the people who watch your kind of content watch that kind of content at these times during the week. So it gives you a sense of when you should be uh, producing your content for them or either uploading or uh, producing a live stream for them. So analytics are important in, in that sometimes the way they present them can be overwhelming, but it's worth spending the time uh, necessary to understand what they're telling you so you can take advantage of that uh, information. That's right. And it's helpful if you can work that into your schedule as well, like every uh, Thursday, we look at our analytics, whatever it is for you. The next thing you want to do is define success for you. Uh, and remember, when you define success, some things you have control over and some things you don't. Don't get discouraged if you don't see big results right away. Manage your expectations, knowing there are factors outside of your control. Focus on what you can control. Look at your progress over time, especially if you've been publishing consistently for at least a few months. You can appreciate how much you produced and realize how much you improved. If you went back to our early videos, you could say, wow, what a difference. Yeah, well, we incrementally improve when we do this every week. And you can't get better until you put in the work every week or every day or however often you're doing it. Um, but that for us is a success. We have improved. That is success. We have control over our own improvements. That's success for us. If we were to say, well, we're not successful until we have 10,000 uh, subscribers on YouTube, then we might not get there. <laughs> and we would be very frustrated and probably give up. But that is outside of our control. What we can control is how much content we put out, how much we look at our analytics and uh, design our content to fit the audience that we're seeing through our analytics and through their feedback. We have some control over some things and we have no control over others. We have no control over how many people watch our videos. Uh, we have no control over how many people subscribe to our channel. All we can do is put up content and ask for them to subscribe. Um, the other important thing to remember is when you're doing this alone, it's one thing. If you have one or more partners, you also have to understand that they may have different definitions of success than you. They may have different priorities um, uh, for success than you. And that doesn't necessarily mean you have to adopt their definitions, but you at least have to be aware of what they are. Uh, I can assure you that our definitions uh, my definition for success is slightly different from Shelley's difference or, or definition of for, for success. And our priorities may be slightly different, but we can talk about those and organize them in a way so the, that we are both satisfied by the uh, eventual results. Uh, so let's talk about our live show planning that we do. And it, this is great to know if you think you might want to do live shows as well. We start off with a title and a description. Uh, we need that to, to schedule. We need that for thumbnails. So we start off with the title and the description. Uh, then we create the thumbnails from that. We schedule it on StreamYard and we need a thumbnail when we schedule for on StreamYard. So we need to know what day and time. We need to know the title. We need the description and we need a thumbnail to schedule on StreamYard. Then I get to work on slides or we may have a guest and we'll um, 
confirm the guest and make sure that they filled out the necessary uh, talent release and that sort of thing. Um, then we get links. Uh, so if we're going to be sending you to somewhere or something, we'll get the links for that so that we can put them in the show notes. And if we have a guest who has links, we'll make sure we get those and put those in the show notes. So these are all the important things that we need for planning our live show. Uh, I do want to, Shannon, uh, Dr. Shannon Roan says, helpful to note because these changes are certainly slow. She's on our LinkedIn uh, channel. That's all right. uh, the, the, one of the challenges we all face, especially in what I would call the digital media age, um, or, or as Shelly uh, handed me a white paper a couple of weeks ago, and uh, it's called uh, the Content Creator... What is it? The unconventionals? Yeah. So we've so we've moved away from the digital media age and we're now into the uh, content entrepreneur age. And as entrepreneurs, um, we always expect things to happen quickly for us, uh, especially when it comes to establishing something that you expect to produce some identifiable and reasonable results. Um, this one, for whatever reason not only requires effort, it requires patience. And uh, I'm not suggesting that it should require years worth of patience, but we know, for example, that when you're building a YouTube channel, you can't actually even monetize the channel until you have a thousand subscribers and you always wonder whether or not the algorithm is working against you. The algorithm works for you when you produce quality content and you do it consistently. And even that will result in it taking time to have an impact, whether it's monetization on YouTube or gaining, um, what do they call them on LinkedIn? They don't call them friends. They call them followers. contacts. Pardon? Contacts. Contacts followers, uh, yeah. or followers on LinkedIn. So it requires a little bit more patience because, not because of you, but because the world hasn't quite caught up with this uh, approach to media production. Uh, it is getting there and there are people that know how to take advantage of it, but, uh, but uh, it does a require effort and B require a certain amount of patience, even, at, at, even when it looks like this is not going to happen. Yeah. Well, it's a long game. And I was listening to a podcast today and that's what the two gentlemen were talking about. And they're very successful uh, marketers. And they said, you know, podcasting and YouTube video live streaming, uh, is a long game and you have to be in it at least 18 months before you're going to see any kind of return, any kind of minimum viable audience to where you're not pushing the rock up the hill so hard every day. Some, some of that ROI is starting to come back to you. So count on it taking at least 18 months of consistent content creation, management, and distribution before you're going to see much in the way of a minimum viable audience, unless you get very, very lucky. Yeah, you have to hit exactly the right spot with exactly the right pitched ball. Yeah. So uh, the reason I create a show flow for our shows is it helps with planning, right? Um, it tells you, okay, here's what we need. Here's what we need to think about you know, fill in the blanks so that you know that you have all the materials ready for you when you're ready to go live. It helps with consistency. Uh, show flow. I put up a show flow every week for uh, my show with 
Jen McFarland, the Women Conquer Business. And, you know, it's got the same things, but we fill in the blanks each week and it keeps it consistent. So we know what's going to happen and the audience knows what's going to happen. It manages those expectations. They know that they can expect certain things to happen at a certain time during the show. And that, uh, you know, if they're anxious to get to the tweaks of the week, they know that that comes near the end. So it manages those expectations and it provides a great tool for communication uh, between me and her or uh, me and Toby, depending on who the sh- who's using that show flow. And I'm going to show you a show flow because Jen had said to me, she had never seen this done this way before and it was new to her. So I wanted to share that with the audience today. Where is it? On the next slide. Oh, okay. So this is a sample show flow that I use with Jen on Women Conquer Business. We start with an, the introduction, which is pre-recorded and this is created is a video card uh, with audio and music and a card uh, that changes every week that tells you the title of the show, what it's going to be about. And that starts off the show so that the audience can hear if they're listening to the podcast and they can hear and see if they're watching the video, what's happening, what it's all about. And then number two, we talk, we do open chat where it's just basically what's going on with you this week. You know, um, how is everybody feeling? Uh, Anything exciting happening? You know, what's going on in your life? And then we move into breaking news. So if there's anything coming out that just came out that we're excited about, uh, you know, there's a new YouTube analytics that we're starting to use and starting to see, and it's pretty cool. And let's talk about that. That could be breaking news. Uh, Then we get into the training or the meat of the show, what we are talking about. And that's usually broken down on the show flow notes into sections, right? We'll say the top three, this, or five steps to that, or, you know, seven ways to do this. And each one of those is listed on our show notes. Then we do a CTA, which is a call to action. And that might be to point you towards uh, another blog post or a free download or a course or a book that will help you uh, incorporate that information and make more use of it. Then we talk about tweaks and tools. That might be something that we just learned this week or just started using this week that's proving helpful. I might talk about my LinkedIn newsletter and how I think that that's a really good tool for people to use because LinkedIn helps you to get it out. And um, it's a really great tweak and tool. And then we end with inspiration. I usually have some sort of an inspirational thought or nugget uh, that that helps, you know, just lift everybody up at the end of the show to give them a good feeling at the end of, you know, I'm in the, I'm all is right in the world. I'm doing great. You know, you're, 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 you know, you're doing your best and we appreciate you and all of that good stuff at the end of the show to give everybody a lift. And to prove you, uh, to you that this is a slide where this is the show, show flow that Shelly designed for our Thursday shows. And it's very simple, you know, but it keeps us on track. We make sure that things are happening at all times and they're, they're happening in a way that supports what uh, the audience expects to see uh, mm-hmm. each week. And it's slightly different depending on the uh, goal of the show, right? right? The goal of the video tarot show is to help people who are, you know, using a, a camera 
uh, using the camera on their phone and want to graduate to using a regular camera with a flash and you know uh, lighting and lenses and all of that and how do we how do we help them do that so once again we published our book on amazon called livecast life the content creator lifestyle and part of that lifestyle is consistent content creation habits and that's why we wanted to share this with you today to help you to grow those habits in your own life so that they are foundational, so that they're always happening for you and you're always able to stay on track with your content creation. And you can get that book at book.livecast.life. And we have an email list. Our email that goes out every Tuesday includes weekly personalized updates, helpful information and links for shows, behind the scenes photos, free offers for training in books and digital marketing news and insights. And you can sign up for our email list at news.agkmedia.studio. And that's our show for today. Um, really helpful information in here and you can maybe put that to use in your own life in creating your own content creator lifestyle habits that will carry you through when those things like you know your mom going into the hospital and your husband going through cancer treatment and come up in your life and you're like i am so busy and ah got too many things going on you have those habits to keep you on track or if you have a paper cut yeah, that too. <laughs> or if you have people come visit you or whatever it is, something that's going to set you off your routines. If you know that as long as I get that one thing done on that day and that one thing done on the next day, that I'm still on track. It, it's funny because I have uh, two of my six children live here in uh, the same area that I do. And uh, I'm always surprised when they call and they say, I'm going to be heading to Santa Fe. Can I drop by, say hi, and we'll have some coffee. And sometimes I can say sure, because in my head, I know that on my list of things to do today in order of making sure our production is viable, uh, that I can do that. There are other times where I have to say, and they're not uh, bothered by it. I have a show that day. I can't, or I have a show that afternoon. I can't. And they don't complain. They don't debate it. They don't argue it. They know that I have a commitment. Those are my boundaries that I'm not going to give up my show. And they, they say, okay, well, I'll find uh, the next time uh, to plan something else or when I'm going up. They don't debate. They don't argue with me. They just know that's what I do. And they're okay with that. And that's because uh, I have a schedule and I've established that schedule clearly and I've established that schedule as a boundary. I'm going to be in the studio and I'm not even going to answer the door. Right. Yeah. Not that that's my ever family extended. is the same way. Yeah. They know it too. Yeah. I don't answer the phone if they're calling me right when I'm doing a live show. <laughs> yeah. We get another comment. I'll pick it up real quick. And that, that keep that keeps everybody, you know, feeling good about their relationships. Yes. Well, thank you, Shanna Roan. Um, uh, Dr. Roan, uh, you can find it at uh, book.livecast.life. And all our friends call us Shelly and Toby. Please feel free. <laughs> yes. I don't think I've been called Mr. Eunice since I was coaching soccer. Mr. Y. Mr. Y. Coaching <laughs> soccer. So, All right. Last words. That's all we have for today. I hope that this was inspirational for you. And it is some simple 
tactics that you can use in your own life, whether you're creating content for your business or for leaving a legacy, or just because it's something that you feel called to do, then um, we hope these little habits and tricks can, uh, can help you do that. Uh, by the way, Shane, I wanted to mention that if you do buy the book, uh, there is a link in there to a set of 15, 17 videos mm-hmm. that follow along. Yeah. The book follows the videos along. So you not only have the book to support your learning, uh, you can also watch uh, each video either before or after uh, you go through the chapter. All right. Thanks for joining us today. We look forward to seeing you tomorrow at one o'clock uh, Mountain Daylight Time for our Video Tarot Live show. Uh, which shows on Facebook, YouTube, but is designed for our Amazon live channel. Shelly, as she said, won't be on at 11 tomorrow um, with her partner, Jen, on Women Conquer Business uh, because Jen's not feeling well. And then we'll see you again on Saturday night at 7 p.m. for Headlines and Conversations, our new show. It's only, it'll be three weeks old uh, as of Saturday, where we just talk about things in the news and uh, talk about them with our folks because you can not only chat with us, but you can uh, call in as well. Uh, so it's kind of fun because there's lots of things happening in the world that uh, that uh, we just want to talk about. Shelly's told you that story several times. So join us on Saturday at uh, 7 p.m. Mountain Daylight Time. Thank you for joining Messages and Methods Livecast Live 2.0 hosted by Shelly Carney and Toby Eunice. Please subscribe and leave a comment or question, and we'll consider your ideas for future shows. Share this podcast with your family and friends so they can learn about current digital marketing practices, too. Check the show notes for links and resources, and please come back again next week.